0: Welcome to the Brutal Honest Podcast with Harrison Barron. And today, I am joined by my friend, Sean Kelly. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? So you're the only video, uh, I shouldn't say video, but you're the only Skyper. Uh, I try to do everybody else in person, but obviously yeah. you're not uh, in the quote-unquote area.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy to uh, you know, be able to do the Skype and, and uh, get on here and uh, have a little chat with you.
0: Thanks, man. Thanks. The uh, by the way, the last show you did with us, you reached a ton of people. Good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many people you told it to or whatever, but the uh, the plays went crazy on that one.
1: Cool, man. Well, uh, I think we're gonna do well. Maybe we'll tweet this out or something a little bit more than we did
0: last time. So let's do it, man. The uh, all right. So we'll just cover the cover the basics real quick. Oh my god! Oh, it's up here. Hold on. I got, I'm gonna get it real quick. Thank God for nine foot headphone cables. Um, so i'm holding your product in my hands right here yeah yeah the the giraffe top and people have heard people have actually approached me about this thing uh quite a few and and since our episode last time i probably could say i know at least a half a dozen to a dozen people that have gone out and purchased one of these awesome
1: awesome i love hearing that the i love um, that
0: and it's so funny, too, because people listen and they're like, dude, what the fuck is this thing? I'm like, I gotta check my Instagram <laughs> out. And they're like, oh, my God. And uh, so I've told a bunch of people about it. And this is probably still one of my favorite. Um, I don't know if I want to call it a toy.
1: You can call, um, call it a toy. Call it a toy. Right. I call it a tool. Uh, but cool you can call it a toy. Yeah. Um,
0: drinking accessory things I've ever held.
1: Ah, oh, awesome. I'm uh, happy other to hear than a
0: pint glass. Pint glasses are pretty key, too. Yeah, pint glasses are pretty nice. Um <laughs> So, for anybody that doesn't know who has listened to all the other episodes, Sean, would, do you want to explain this and what this device does? Uh,
1: yeah. So, we, my partner Armin and I, invented a device called the Draft Top, and essentially, what it does is it turns your beer can into a pint glass, and that's just kind of the thing we like to say. Um, so, the, getting down to the basics of it, it's a, it's a essentially a can opener. Um, It sits flat on top of your... It has four blades, sits flat on top of your can. Um, You squeeze it, you turn it 90 degrees, and uh, it'll cut the lid and it'll drop right in. Um, And so it won't leave a pressed... It will leave the pressed rim around the can, um, but it will not leave an edge um, where where the cut happens. It actually folds the aluminum on the inside of itself so there is no edge. Uh, But essentially it's so that you can um, enjoy a nice beverage uh whether it beer or soda uh enjoy the aroma which is really how the brewer intended to be enjoyed um because you really need to smell the beer before to really taste it in an area where you may not be able to pour it into a pint glass or pour it into a cup you know a pool a beach when you're out hiking um you know general outdoor dartying. <laughs> yeah
0: the uh it's definitely it's definitely the coolest thing or one of the coolest things um And for anybody that's like, there's no way that that could happen where it doesn't cut you. Yes, it works perfectly. Exactly as described. Um, So it's definitely, I try to take it wherever I can. I actually, I'm thinking about getting a second one just to carry around with me and another one for the studio. Yeah, I'd like that. (laughs) Maybe we'll... (laughs) uh, But uh, so how did you get into this draft top sensation coming from what your past was? (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a,
1: it's kind of one of those stories, you know, where you're in the right place at the right time. Um, and I started my current job um, in insurance, and uh, back in 2012. And uh, one of the guys in my office, we went out to. He took me out for lunch the first day as kind of like a welcome to the new guy thing. Uh, welcome to the office, to the new guy. And um, maybe an excuse for him to get some free lunch on the company as well. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't hold that against him. Um, And we went out with a group and me and him just kind of hit it off and started talking about things that we wanted to do and things that we, you know, uh, we wanted to work for ourselves. We wanted to make something. We wanted to kind of play around some stuff. And we both had our own certain projects and he had this one. Um, Can opener going on that he he kind of pitched to me. He said, "You know, I've been working on this for on and off for a few years, and I really haven't made much progress on it. But um, I think if we can get to open up a can, just taking the top off, um, you know, people may be willing to buy that. Maybe something cool." And I immediately was like, "Hell yeah! I'm a big beer guy. I love craft beer. It's pretty much what I only drink." Um, And Uh, I was like, this is going to be huge for the craft beer industry because everyone's moving towards canning. It's way better for the beer, um, way better than bottles. Um, and I'm like, this is, you know, in five to 10 years, uh, canning is, you're not going to see, you're pretty much not gonna see bottles anymore because cans are just going to be so much cheaper. Um, you can do so many more things with them and it's just way better for everyone all around, um, including the environment. So, um, yeah, so I just, that's kind of how it happened. Like, it just was just we just kinda met at work and and um, I saw the idea right away and I saw the promise for the potential for it right away and he had shared it with a bunch of people and they didn't really even care or get it and we just both kinda hit it off from there and had been working on it ever since. And I think that was you know, that was uh five years ago coming up on it.
0: Damn, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, hey, we you worked you guys have had it for five years already?
1: Well, when he showed it to me, I mean it wasn't even working. Um, you know, we went through uh it was basically just like he will tell you like it was basically just a hunk of metal um and it was completely different. I mean I have pictures of stuff, but um it was completely different than what you have in your hands um We went through uh like three years of iterations before we get before we got it good enough to where we were like okay let 's throw this up on Kickstarter and see what it does um because we 're reaching our limits of what we can do here on our own. Mm-hmm. And, um, if it works great, we know we have something, if it doesn't, then we can move on to something else. Um, and it just happened to work. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we started and, uh, I guess, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it.
0: That's crazy. It's just right place, right time and everything clicked.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was, and Armin's not a big—he wasn't a huge beer guy at the time, and and now he's becoming—he's I'm turning him into one. Uh, I like to think, uh, and uh, you know, drinking drinking some nicer things, and um, yeah, just just right right place, right time. Like he knew that this this would, if he could do this, someone may be willing to pay for it, and I knew that people would be willing to pay for it because I was the type of person that would pay for it uh, for this specific reason, and yeah. that's why we just kind of hit it off. So,
0: and you guys blew up.
1: Yeah, we did pretty well on Kickstarter. You know, we didn't. We raised two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. We were asking for in forty days. You're asking for seventy five, but obviously beat beat that out. That's incredible. And got featured in um, the Chive, Bro Bible, and in the same week we got featured in Food and Wine and Playboy, which was oh my god, pretty same week. Yeah, in the same week. So, so
0: that, that must have been, was that like the point where it just had exploded? Yeah, it was
1: like, I, when it hit the, the tribe, was like the biggest thing for us. I mean, when it, it just got on one of their blog posts of like the end of the week, like what are the cool gadgets going on? And and this, we got featured in it or listed in it, whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I see, you know, 24 hours go by, $10,000 raised. I'm like, oh, something's going on. And, <laughs> and, you know, found out it was on there and it was huge. So it was awesome.
0: Damn, so that's incredible. And what was your initial uh, price that you were or amount you were trying to hit to, uh, to fund
1: it? Seventy-five
0: thousand dollars. Oh wow. And okay. So that's a little bit. That's much much higher than
1: most people ask for on Kickstarter. They kind of generally ask for uh, fifteen to ten, so that they can blow it out of the water. Um, because they're kind yeah. of yeah you know, they're gaming the algorithm, which is like the more popular and the more you raise, the more popular your um thing looks like the higher like, say you're asking for $10,000 and then, you know, in the first 24 hours you get 50. And then all of a sudden you're on top of uh, – you're on the front page of Kickstarter for, like, the rest of your um, project's deadline. Um, oh, my God. Because, you know, that's that's just – they're just gaming the algorithm system. And we understood that and, you know, we kind of thought about doing that. But we also were like, you know, what if we ask for 10 and we raise 60 and what we really need is 75, then it's you know, we could we could not be able to we wouldn't be able to deliver yeah. on what we promised, which is just not good. So we figured if we if we got to 75, then like people actually really wanted it and we could we could do it. So that's kind of where we landed on that number, and we just kind of stayed truthful to actually what the core Kickstarter started out as. It's like what do you need to get kickstarted as a business? And we said 75 and got two two fifteen.
0: Yeah, that's um, absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy, wild experience. Um, you know, just nonstop for like forty days. Um, it was nuts, but it was it was awesome, man. I couldn't I couldn't have asked for a better result. I mean, this thing has gone above and beyond to places I've never thought it would ever reach. I mean, it, you know, it's people have ordered it in um, the Faroe Islands. I don't even know where the where that was, and I had to look <laughs> it up um you know it's it's gone to like and i like australia china um france belgium you know you name it it's it's like gone there and it's just like holy cow i can't believe i'm actually communicating and sending something that i helped build to uh an island in the pacific ocean that i've never heard of before and someone wants it there and they're gonna drink on a beach there and it's like Holy cow. Um, you know, never in my wildest dreams would I would I think that that would that would happen, but it did. And we're uh super proud of it and happy to be continue to try and grow this thing a little bit. So,
0: that's absolutely incredible. That's a that's an awesome story um that that's how it all came about. Um so to cuz I try to keep this one a little more businessy, what were some of the uh businesses or business challenges and product development challenges that you guys... Because I know uh, for anybody that, that didn't order one on Kickstarter, it took just about a year to get it, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Well, I, it was well worth the wait, and it was, and it's not like it could come any sooner. I can get anywhere else. <laughs> um, but what were so, some of the challenges that you guys hit? Um, because obviously, coming from your backgrounds of, of not in this field of manufacturing, um, yeah. what had happened?
1: So uh, first and foremost, I mean... Armand is is like Armand, my partner is just amazing. He's like a mad scientist. Um, he's a he's an absolute genius. I I just kind of uh, uh, to sell myself short here. I just kind of happened to be at the right place in the right time with him. So I, I give him a lot of credit, a ton of credit for for everything that he's done. And and what he did was uh, to create this thing. Uh, I mean, um, what we did to create this thing was he. He ended up getting like a pirated version of SolidWorks, which is this um, uh, software system that allows you to design and, um, you know, design things. It's, it's basically what everyone uses when they're designing products or they're designing like a, maybe a building or something. I'm not sure. Oh, what's
0: it called?
1: SolidWorks. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, and so he taught himself how to use this thing. Um, oh, wow. And then he actually went so – so one of the – that was hard because you now he's sending me – Files and stuff, and I'm looking at. It, I'm like, oh, maybe we could change this here, or there, or whatever. Maybe the feel be a little bit better. And then uh, one of the challenges was, you know, figuring out what is the threshold for each can. Um, you know, because every standard American can is a little bit different, but they all fall within a certain parameter. And it's like figuring out that parameter. And what Armin did is, uh, he basically sat down in uh, his local liquor store and measured like just sat in the aisle and took out every single can you could find and (laughs) measured it. So, and then we figured out that there was like four big canned companies and we're like, okay, well they're all, they're all within this like certain parameter. Then now we're trying, now we're starting to find out that can sizes in Japan are a little bit different than here. And it needs to be a little bit bigger or smaller or wherever. But, um, the draft type works for the eight ounce Red Bulls up until the 16 ounce, um, uh, cans, standard American cans, wow. um, and I haven't had any issues with. Uh, it doesn't work for the oil cans, but um, I haven't had any issues, or at least any issues, g- come to me from the UK or anywhere in Europe um, or Australia. Uh, so, hopefully, that can- maintains that continues to be. Um, but I think, like, to to get back to your question, is like what what we really had to kind of figure out what how to do the manufacturing like ourselves having no business sense at all about it and never done it before so um kickstarter helped with that because you know you go to a bunch of manufacturers and they don't even want to look at you because you don't have any orders and this thing is kind of a pet project and you don't have anything to show for them once okay. the money you know once they saw that like we were on kickstarter and we're like hey look like we raised two hundred thousand dollars here you know we had an idea. We had a manufacturer lined up, but the price was really high. We weren't going to make a dime off of it. We were probably going to lose money, but we still wanted to get it out there anyways. Oh, my God. And uh, So that's why – it's part of the reason the price is, uh, is what it is right now, which is $45. We were getting charged – originally, we thought we were going to get charged $43 just to make each unit. Oh, um shit. So we were going to lose money on shipping and like everything, but we just wanted to get it out there and see what the reactions were. Um, but yeah, we had to, so after kind of having some, some success during the Kickstarter campaign, all of a sudden manufacturers were willing to talk to us and we ended up, um, having a few kind of bid for our services and the one that, and we went with the one that we, we are with now and it's awesome. And, um, you know, we get it for a much better price that we can actually, you know, not make a living off of it, but we're not, um, in the red as a company um but yeah i mean everything man we have to we have to do marketing everything like it's just you just have to kind of figure it out along the way um yeah and yeah. i can go into the year-long thing if you want
0: yeah go uh, please by all means
1: so like our thought process was that was like we went with a design originally with kickstarter that was uh it was great i mean i would be happy sending that out today um but when we did through, when we went through Kickstarter and all of a sudden we were pretty popular and there was we sold 4,200 units in Kickstarter. I mean that was like way more than we thought we would ever sell. We're like you know we owe it to these people who gave us their money without having an actual physical product in hand um, and believed in us from the beginning to make this thing as the best we can. Um, and so we we worked with our manufacturer to kind of. Tighten up the design, um, make some changes that uh, will help it last longer. Um, make some changes that will make it feel a little bit better in the hand, and just work overall. Just be a little bit more tighter as a product. And we felt that the weight was a little was worth it. Um, you know, when we applaud the patience of all the Kickstarter people out there that supported us. I mean, it was to wait a year is just it's like crazy. It's a long
0: time um, when you're expecting a package.
1: Hell, yeah. It's a really long time, and I don't blame anyone who felt frustrated about it because I felt so frustrated. I just wanted to get these things into the hands of the people, and um, you know, it took a little bit longer to kind of tighten everything up. And then to get it manufactured and then to go through approval processes and stuff, it's just like no matter how long you think it's going to take, it always takes like three times longer. Um, and so we, we just felt like we, uh, we didn't want to send them something that we knew we were going to improve – in the next or next generation or two, we wanted to give them the best possible product. And we thought that maybe waiting a year um, or however long it took to, to get them the best possible product, it would pay off in the end. We'll take the frustration um, up front and w- for the joy of actually enjoying this product and enjoying the beer, the way it's supposed to be enjoyed um, in the long term. So,
0: wow, that's a story and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, t- I tend to ramble sometimes. No, no, no. I, I,
0: I, no, I'm, I'm not. I don't care about the rambling. It's just like because I only have the finished product, so I didn't. And the only thing that at, as a backer on Kickstarter you live by is those updates that you that you get every week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a couple products now that I've gotten off Kickstarter um, that I that I. Tr- do truly enjoy some of them don't hold up to exactly what they promised and other ones do uh yours being one of them um but it's as a as a kickstarter backer you only see that that update that you're like waiting tooth and nail for like oh my god when is it going to come is it going to come soon like yeah. why don't they release another update um uh, like not that you're frustrated you just want to know where it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I,
1: and I I totally get that cuz I've backed a bunch of stuff on Kickstarter. So I I I feel I felt the same way, I still feel the same way, but I also have more empathy towards the creators now because I've known what they've been through. And you're like you know, you try and give as much we tried to be as clear and concise and transparent as we possibly could, and sometimes there's just no news. Yeah. Uh like you just don't have anything to update and you don't want to send out and because each time you send an update for a project that size, you tend to get a lot of messages back. Yeah. And so to kind of cut down on the work of responding to, and we responded to every single message that, that we got. And oh my so, God. um, not necessarily the comment section, but like in the, you know, a few messages directly, we responded to you. Yeah. And so to cut back on, on maybe, uh, the questions that we were going to get, we tended to wait until we had something solid to say. and, and then come out and, and explain what was going on. I know that doesn't mean everyone reads every word you wrote. Um, usually it's a skim, and hopefully they get the information that you <laughs> wanted them to get. But sometimes that doesn't always work out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that, that, that with uh, Kickstarter that you you just you want it and you want to know what's going on yeah. and. I want to tell you what's going on, but I, I can't always tell you Yeah, uh, because I don't know. Cause I'm waiting <laughs> for the, I'm waiting for the manufacturer to get back to me and then it's Chinese new year. So they're not getting back. And it's just like, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating on both ends. Uh, I can tell you that much.
0: Damn. That's, that's pretty incredible. It was, well, it was definitely, definitely worth the wait and it's, and I love the way, and I do love the way it came out. Um, yeah, thanks man. It's, I would, thanks. It's, no, no problem. I'm, I'm I'm happy I have one. And the, I guess the other the other thing too that you don't really realize is like a backer on Kickstarter is like, the product's not made yet. No,
1: <laughs> you're pre-ordering it.
0: Yeah, you're pre-ordering it, and you don't really know when you're gonna like. It's not like in music album where it's like, all right, release date on right. whatever April thirtieth. Okay, great. This is like, hey, we're shooting to get it to you sometime over here yeah uh, that's if everything goes exactly as planned
1: right and you're guesstimating when you when you and you have to give like an estimated uh delivery date and yeah. having never gone in having never manufactured a product ourselves before we were like well, based on what this one manufacturer is telling us, this is what we could probably do, and so we overestimated that, and we were still off by like six months uh, or more. So, oh wow! Um, I mean, like I think we estimated in January. So, like we started our Kickstarter in I think the last weekend of August in twenty fifteen, and then it was over in the first week of uh, October in twenty fifteen, yeah. and we thought that we would be able to get them um, at least start shipping by uh, January 2016. um, And we didn't ship until uh, September slash October 2016.
0: Hold on one second. What's up? Sounds good. All right, let's hope the boss wins uh, DraftKings. (laughs) (laughs) um the yeah it's definitely a bizarre story and and the other the other unique thing about kickstarter 2 that i've realized is these things aren't even like it's not not that it's not even produced but these are still a lot of it are concepts right like they're still granted i guess when you have x amount of money you could pretty much finish the project no matter what but, like for the, some of the smaller campaigns that are a thousand two thousand three thousand dollars, if they don 't hit that three thousand dollar mark or even if they do and they only get three 000, four thousand dollars, that product will hopefully come to life. but who knows they've they could run out of funding or they could i mean i've seen one and it was pretty cool it was like a little it was like a homemade coffee machine and it was supposed to be super compact and it would produce like the perfect cup of coffee and he wanted like three hundred and fifty bucks for it and by the time he had done everything all said and done and he like he had posted he was like this is what i want to make i built it and he started going to manufacturers and they're like no this is going to cost five (laughs) hundred dollars and he's like well that doesn't work so he had to cancel he was already 130 percent funded but he couldn't afford to give everybody a machine yeah and i was like and i didn't I, i wasn't a part of that one but i like just hearing that has got to be so is that shipyard
1: Oh, no! this is Terrapin executioner.
0: Uh, oof! I'm, I'm on a no beer right now diet it sucks Wow no beer, no suck. carbs no sugar. The ketogenic oh. diet works really fucking well though um good luck but oh thanks the um uh, but yeah it's definitely it's so cool because some of these things that people create on Kickstarter, like you have, and there's been a there's many, many thousands of other ones they're it's so cool there's nothing like it, but you'll have to wait. Regardless of what it is, even if it's even if they promise a due date in two months, you still have to wait for it. It's not like Amazon shows up to your house in two days if you have Prime right. or something like that. It's that it's that long wait. And like you guys said, it was like you don't want to develop a second gen product that blows the first one away, and then everybody that gets the first one screwed.
1: Right, because they waited so long. You know, they they waited so long to get it, whether it's a month or two months or a year. Um, they waited longer than the person who's getting a second gen one, who's who's buying it from a website and it's shipping out the day that they order it. Yeah. Um, and so you owe it to. The, I we felt like we owed it to those people to give them the best possible thing we could get them, um, and and just take it from there. So it was uh it was just like a it was just a frustrating experience for everyone, but uh, I think it was well deserved or well uh, well worth the wait in my, in my opinion. I mean, there's some people out there that could think differently, but, uh, that's my opinion.
0: No, it's, it was definitely, it was definitely well worth the wait. Um, and like I said, you're like a little kid waiting and a can like waiting mm-hmm. for, waiting for that little package to come in for like what you've, regardless of how much money you spend it. I don't even think it matters how much money you spend, but it's not, it's not that guarantee that delivery, that guaranteed delivery time. Like, yeah. And then it's like, and then you you hear the notification like, oh, sending out last orders this week. And you're like, fuck, I'm not in the first order. All right, now i got to yeah. wait another two weeks or whatever it is to get the product. So it's yeah. definitely the waiting game and even a month or two takes forever when you're waiting for a package.
1: Unless the Kickstarter is like – unless the creator is producing the product themselves, it's extremely hard to nail down the delivery date and be on time with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, or unless they have like already – have produced some in the past and have like fulfilled orders in the past. Yeah. Um. Outside of Kickstarter, then it's going to be. I. I just assume it's going to be late. Um. Because you just don't know until you've dealt with a manufacturer. Um. You just don't know what what can happen. There's so many things that could go wrong. Um. In the production process and uh, there's so many speed bumps you have to overcome to get the product in the hands of your customers. Um especially the first time around. Uh and, and it can be very uh you know, it, it's just a very long process.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely I definitely agree with that. Now, um how many designs did you guys officially go through till you ended up with the final product I'm holding? Um too okay. many to count. Uh if I had to guess
1: at least 25. Oh my. Um God. And we've gotten a lot of those were, were 3D, we got a 3D printed oh, okay. uh, to to kind of test it, to test the feel of it and everything. And then we got then when we got started to get to a point where we thought that, okay, this would work. We think this would feel good or it would work. Then we started paying for uh, prototyping, like actual prototyping, getting the 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 pieces machine chopped, the metal cut and everything. Um, and then putting them together ourselves, and um, it was uh, that was a tough and long process. But uh, yeah, about probably about twenty five, and it, and it's you just you never know until you get it physically in your hand and you can play around with it for a while. Yeah, and that is uh, is it's it's like being at Christmas when that thing arrives. You're like, wow, is it going to work? Is it going to work? And then
0: I had to track down my mailman. I don't know if I ever told you this. No. Oh my God, I got. Sorry to cut you off, but I oh, got go so ahead. excited. I got the email, and it was like I saw the delivery time, and I had so, I forget where I, I had to go somewhere. Like the day it was supposed to come, to my, I think I was actually coming to work, or I was at work when it came, and I was like, "There's no way I'm not getting this right now." Like the moment <laughs> it goes, and I was like, "All right, I have an hour on lunch. I'm gonna run home, eat lunch real quick, and I'm gonna go try to track down the mailman." And I found him. Really? <laughs> and I was, and it, like he's a good friend of mine. Like I see him, obviously, I see him whenever I'm home um and he's at my house every day but i was like hey this sounds crazy i have a package i just really 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 want it can i have it and he was like yeah hold on one second and he like <laughs> opens it up i was like you have no idea how much i appreciate that and i and i was like i'm so excited i stopped grabbed a couple of beers like grabbed a six pack of beers yeah and i was like all right i'm gonna play around with this right now and i'm, I'm passing out beers at work <laughs> and my, my boss james is laughing he's like you're a nutcase for trying to get for going to track down a mailman which i could have gotten it four hours later yeah um <laughs> to get this thing and i'm beyond stoked. it's dedication that it. right there dedication. oh my god it was awesome it was this is this was undoubtedly my favorite kickstarter to date
1: i love that i love hearing that stuff that's that's really cool
0: so now what is being that you guys are entrepreneurs and have developed this what is the next phase or step for draft Top? new design new new product same product more marketing
1: uh we're gonna we're gonna probably start marketing a lot more uh that's probably our next step and we kind we kind of didn't market it very well uh currently just because personal lives were in the way um and that's no excuse but that's the one i I mean i could go into it but it's uh you know we were just extremely busy in our personal lives to, we, we both have full-time jobs. So this is our passion project at the end of the day, nights and weekends. Um, and we had some huge major life changes in both of our lives. And so we just kind of, uh, you know, put it to the side for a little bit to, to, to see how it goes on its own. And and now we have kind of a metric to kind of gauge what our marketing efforts are, are doing. Um, but yeah, Marketing is definitely the best next step. We have some more uh, creations along this line in in the future, which I can't really go into. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, there's uh, there's definitely more to come in terms of products and stuff.
0: Now, that's all, I'm super excited to see them all. Are you guys going to do? Because I've seen now I'm starting to see people that use Kickstarter, and that's almost kind of how they sell their product. Mm. I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with it, but is that something you guys are looking to do is, I mean, I agree with it because obviously I don't know what the profit margin is on a lot of these Kickstarters. I mean, for what you're getting and all the time and development and you got to pay people and this, that, and the other thing.
1: It's not much.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you can't really make that much, but I've, I've started to see now people are doing like the next, uh, there was one I saw it was like wallets and it's like these carbon fiber wallet things and you mm-hmm. slide your cards in and, um, i'm like oh i was like these have been like the older versions are now released on like amazon so you can buy them on amazon but the newest version is only available on kickstarter Mm. yeah
1: i've heard of that that uh strategy and you know it's something we've discussed but it's not something we're set in stone on doing i've kind of leaned towards your side where it's like it just doesn't feel right like i think i think the space as a personally i think the space should should be for people who are trying to create something new no. um but it's business so if you have a following on kickstarter which they're you know it's it's pretty easy when you when you've had a successful campaign before you have everyone's everyone's automatically on your email list yeah. you can with one click i can fire out an email and get every single one of my backers uh information that we have a new product out and yeah. it's for sale right here. And that's huge. Yeah. Um, so like personally I would think it's, it's just for creators, but I, I understand the strategy of taking advantage of what you have and I don't disagree with that. So uh, we may do that, but I, I don't, we haven't really discussed it in the, uh, right now. And I, I, I actually don't think we will, but I'm not going to say never.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely, and, and like you said, it is business, and and if that's the that's the best format to get to reach those people, and it's a, and I think my favorite my favorite part about the Kickstarter for like forum, I guess per se, mm. is the fact that it's one, it's unbelievably easy to share, yeah, uh, especially if you have like a like you guys had probably one of the catchiest videos I may have ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah, we just shot that ourselves like just for fun. Really? Uh yeah, we didn't hire anyone. A lot of people hire uh video, you know, guys to shoot their videos and stuff and and like edit them. I mean, hell, we shot that like in a couple weekends. We just kind of went to bars around the area. It was summertime and we bought a bunch of like canned beer at the bar, opened up a bunch, threw some limes in there and handed them out and just Asked people you could film them, you know, hanging out. Went on, went on some boats. Went to, went to some lakes. Just kind of did some like outdoorsy stuff, and um, it worked out really well. Uh, obviously, and and uh, it's, I think it's just like I feel like you're way better off if you're if you're trying to do Kickstarter and you have your product or you have your passion project or whatever it is you're doing. I feel like you should be doing everything for it because then you're learning how to do uh you're learning how to do everything, right? Like maybe some people aren't that great at at marketing video at, at editing videos and stuff like that, but you can learn how to do that or you can have you can find a friend who's done it before and be like, "Hey, you know, what do you think about this?" and like test it out before you really put it up up online because there's some videos that that suck. Yeah.
0: But um yeah, you got to definitely put a lot of a decent amount of effort in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean b- but it, but it's worth it. I mean, when you cuz you're the one who who's been living and breathing this project forever and if you can if you can't get across the message, who can? Yeah. Um I mean that that's my personal take on. It. I mean, other people could disagree, but I I believe that you're the best. If you created this thing, um then you're the best person to to sell it and to show the world this is what it is this is what it's about this is what the feel is and I think a lot of people what what a lot of the videos make mistakes are is like you got to get across like the feeling of the product or the art project or whatever it is that you're doing
0: yeah
1: um you gotta you gotta kind of create that in your video and show like what is the emotion that you're trying to evoke with this product or with this um item and a lot of people don't do that they just kind of show it that it works and then they're like yeah, I need thirty thousand dollars to get this off the ground, and that just doesn't sell. Like, yeah, you know, Coca Cola doesn't do that. They invoke, yeah. What is the feeling of drinking a Coca Cola on a really hot summer day? Like, they do a great job of.
0: I like the way you put that. Not, like, not you mention it. It's like you really don't think about it until like they have that commercial on.
1: No, hu- yeah, and human beings are 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 emotionally driven. They're not logically driven. So, um, you really want to try and appeal to that emotional sense of, uh, of the human emotional side of the human. And once you realize that people are emotionally driven, then it's pretty easy to understand that you have to really drive that, you know, evoke a feeling with your video or evoke a feeling with every, whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing to market. Yeah. Um, because that's really what sells. It's, it's not like my product is better because X, Y, Z. Well, well I don't care. Like, I mean, I, if, if I think something else makes me feel better, then I'm gonna go with that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right, you guys, you guys did a bang up job on the video. And anybody who hasn't seen the the draft top video, I would definitely recommend going to check it out because, like you said, it's you really do get that feeling behind the product. And you you one, you see how passionate you guys are, and two, it's just the video was done very well. Mm-hmm. like it just it showed like all the qualities and gave you like there was a lot of there was some science behind it and and it shows all these people drinking it. it's not like a tool that oh you know only one person could use it's like you could do it by yourself you could do it with many people and other, many people could share it you can this is the advantage of having a draft top and opening and pouring a beer into a pint glass or taking a regular can and pouring it into a pint glass mm-hmm. so it's just the video that you guys did i think knocked out of the park and that was definitely Like you said, you're an emotional buyer. It was definitely the reason why I I purchased it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I have a bartending background. And I was like, all right, like, let me go. Let me go grab one of these things.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thanks.
0: The, the, um, but it's, and there's definitely other videos that I see. And it's, the video has to be of decent quality. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. I get it, but it has to be like some of these people, they get, they get, like you said, the professionals come in and it's like. Why do you need Kickstarter if you're having Yeah, you're paying open. 5 grand for
1: a video. Yeah. Like why, you know, I, those the ones that are like super super professional and you can tell when they are because the lighting is all right and all oh, that stuff. Everything. And you're like and the, the sound quality is like perfect Impeccable, and yeah. and um it's. I mean, we actually did try to get sound quality really well. I recorded the whole thing, the whole all the voice. I did all the voiceover for the video. And I recorded it in my closet. Um oh, wow! <laughs> like on my iPhone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I I made sure to like I was like speaking into the mic as clearly. I think I it took me like probably three hours just to do the actual like, because I was I would read it line by line, and yeah. if I didn't like the line, I would delete it and and uh, do it there. But I think some. And then I and then I, I would save all the ones i and then I'd send it to Arm and I'd say, Hey, what do you think about this? And he'd be yes or no, or I asked my wife and she'd be like yes or no. And and then I'd go back and re-record anything that I needed to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I kind of did it like easy e style. You know, he couldn't rap, so he did <laughs> line by line. He did a yeah. uh, boys in the hood line by line. That's yeah. kind of the approach I took. But uh yeah, I think I think a lot of people like they don't sit down and they say, What is it that we're trying to what's the emotion we're trying to evoke with this? video or this marketing and um that's what we did and so um it worked out well and and then and then when you get those professional videos you just I, i'm just skeptical of it i'm like you know they don't need the money if they're going to i mean maybe they're just a great videographer i don't know but yeah. i'm i'm skeptical of it uh you yeah, know I'm, i am as it just hesitant. i'm just hesitant of it i'm not yeah. it's not saying i'm not gonna not buy it but I just it just doesn't to me it's like uh are you just trying, are you just using Kickstarter to like do like we were talking about before where you like, you already have a following and you just yeah. trying to sell You just up the, up the ante on the video or what? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I like, I think that the core value of the site as um, at least at the beginning was to uh, kickstart creators who normally who, and help them reach audiences that they wouldn't have normally been able to reach. And those are the guys I like to support the ones who are like working in their garages and on their off days and stuff and trying to make something happen. And um, no,
0: I, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's definitely that forum where you have to be not so much that you need the money, but you have the product in your hand. And you're like, I would like, I definitely feel that there's companies that, are, that could easily market the product and they're just using Kickstarter, where there's other people like yourself where it's like, this is our product it's a great product but we don't have the funds to just get it the word out there and spending millions of dollars on advertising to reach everybody and stuff like that and if you do have the budget by all means go do that but if if you're not gonna if you have the if you don't have the budget then i don't want to say stay off kickstarter because i think everybody deserves a fair chance and it absolutely is, it's and strategy it's business. Yeah. It's
1: business i'm never i would never fault anyone for doing that i'm just like, again, we're going back to the emotion thing. Like, I just feel personally feel like it's for people who are working in their garages late at night. Yeah. But I'm not going to, but I'm also going to not sit here and say, I'm never going to not, I'm never going to use Kickstarter again because I've already done it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say that because I, I don't want to close that door before because it may be useful to me. I'm in a business.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely and especially cuz it'll be eventually a new product. I see I definitely see a lot of people that make minor improvements to the product like a second gen, but mm-hmm. it's like is it it's like the iPhone 7 and then the 7 Plus and then like or, yeah. the, or the 7S or 6 and 6S. And it's like it's not really that yeah great compared if, to the last one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we have we have some plans for some stuff that's that's uh um significantly different than what what this version of draft top is so we'll see where where that goes and and when that comes out and and how it how it how it goes but can't really talk about it right now.
0: no 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 that's that's fine that's fine the um i'll never forget the story and i'll tell the story uh, the time i had i was like hey you know what i started the podcast and i was like let me reach out to you let me see if i can get a hold of them and i was like you know let me just send an email worst comes to worst he ignores me says no whatever i'm not losing anything and then you i'm i'm driving and i see the email come in from you it's like uh yeah and i was like all right can you do me a favor just give me a buzz and of course you call me and i'm like a little kid screaming in my car i'm like holy shit (laughs) i I can't believe he's calling me we do whatever we shot the shit for five minutes or so and i was telling you about about the old old show and i'm like i can't believe that i'm finally like taking the next step of like meeting these people and and mm-hmm. getting people that i probably would have never thought i could get on the show or reach out or reach that far
1: you never know until you ask yeah you know i mean i'm not that hard to get a to get a hold of and i love podcasts so i'm all about being on podcasts yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> um, right. i listen to them all day every day so um i'm i'm here to support uh, you know anyone like yourself trying to create something new um i'm happy to help out in any way shape or form if me being here helps out then
0: fantastic i appreciate that the uh, and i know last time we had talked and i'm trying to remember because it has been a long time and unfortunately you don't live in the area and i can't just swing by and have a beer with you right. um but i know we had gone over a podcast that we both enjoyed and i think you had put me on to tim ferris yeah uh, yeah thank you very much my friend you're welcome. He's oh, the best man. He is the sh- Jamie, and you specifically asked me what listen to the Jamie Fox one. I believe. Yeah, the right? first one. Yeah, the first Jamie Fox one. Holy shit!
1: Great one, right?
0: <laughs> oh my! If you for anybody who's looking for a new podcast, I w- highly recommend Tim Ferriss. On top yeah. of that, everybody else, I've always talked about, but Tim Ferriss, I and I had seen the show, and I was just like, I would go on my po- on, on podcast, and I just, oh, that he's like in the top ten. I'm like, I don't really. I don't really care. Let me just keep going. Let me keep going. Right. And um. And then it, and I was like, "There's and I already have a long list of podcasts, like fifteen probably all together, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a podcast that I try to listen to at least when they come out with, with episodes." And um, it was so funny because I'm going digging for for this podcast because you had recommended it, and I, and I found it, and I was like, "This is really, really good. Really, yeah. really good."
1: that was my favorite interview like ever right now. I I mean, he's just an unbelievable interviewer. Uh, he asks some like amazing questions and, and I always think that like, I'll listen to, I'll listen to his stuff. Even if I don't know who he's interviewing, I have like the most of the time I have no idea who it is and I'll listen to it and I'll be like so inspired to do something or work on something. Cause you're always dealing with that self doubt all the time. Like every human being or most human beings deal with. And Uh, him, he just gets me amped up to like, you know, him and his guests get me amped up to do it. And he does a great job of, of, uh, I feel like in a lot of interviews, people will ask a question and the guest will give an answer. And then the host doesn't do a good job of like following up on that. Like they don't, they just have their set list of questions and they just go down the list where he like listens and like engages and tries to, every time I'm listening to an answer from a guest, I'm thinking to myself, well, how did he get to that point, or how did she make this thing happen? And then he asks that exact question, like maybe yeah. not, you know, in a much better, word, well, well more worded, uh, <laughs> a well worded question. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's he hits it, hits a nail on the head every time. So I, I love listening to him; he's hey, awesome.
0: Have you now? Have you read his books?
1: Yeah, I have all of his books.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! See, I, that's that's the one thing I'm missing out on. I gotta get Tools of Titans and the four hour work four or five hour work week. Four hour, four hour. All hour right, week. that's what I thought. The yeah, Tools hour of
1: Titans is his newest one. I haven't read all of that yet, but it's it's basically like a aggregate of like all of his podcast interviews. Okay. So he he kind of lists. He kind of breaks into like three sections. i uh, like you know like business and uh, there's like two other ones I I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Um, then he'll like have a couple of pages for like each guest and it'll have like all the questions that he asked and like what they oh, wow. said. And so it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like the written form of the podcast, but I believe he added a lot to it. Okay. Um, you know, some people, most people or everyone takes in information differently. Um, some are audio, some are visual and some like to read. Uh, yeah. so this was kind of like his book form of it and it's done really well. So.
0: Damn, that's awesome. That's uh, that's that's pretty cool. Now who? So um, now I gotta. I uh, like the fact that you're wearing the draft top shirt. Oh, yeah. the um. Now who else do you kind of do that same thing with? Where you're not just it's not like to make a murder or one of those like story things. It's kind of like you listen to kind of like an interview about the person, like R- Joe Rogan and stuff like that. Is there any other ones that you would have on the the recommendation block to follow? Behind yeah,
1: yeah, I love Joe Rogan's. Really good. I think he he does a pretty good job. Um, he does a really good job. I should. I'm I'm trying. I'm looking at my podcast right now. <laughs> uh, side hustle school is really good. Um, gotta
0: check that one. That I've one. never even heard of.
1: He does. Uh, he wrote a book called The Hundred Dollar Startup. He's pretty good. Um, he he's doing a podcast a day. It's only about six or seven minutes long. But he showcases someone who has started a side hustle, uh-huh. and kind of, you know, he goes into the different ways that they've been successful in their stri- side hustle and how much money they're making now. And it could be anywhere from, from like five hundred bucks a month to uh, you know six hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, and you know, what's the story behind it? What do they do? And it's really interesting because you're thinking, you're, you're hearing these things, and you're like, someone's making money off of. Uh, uh, you know, making custom candy hearts that say things um, because the market didn't have that. So someone figured out how to build, you know, buy a machine for that and start contacting people. And now they're making candy hearts that say uh brutally honest podcast on it. Yeah. Uh, and no one else is doing that. Then Kara fish or Kara Swisher is, is awesome. She does a uh, recode decode. She's, um, She's a huge tech uh journalist out in San Francisco, and she's just amazing she's she doesn't take shit from anyone and goes at all the big t- all the big guys um and then the other one I'll give you one more is uh, I just kind of found this one It's from NPR uh How I Built this
0: Oh I listened to that one too
1: that one's great What was the last one you said uh Recode, decode by Recode. Cara, by Kara Swisher she's a she's also an amazing interviewer
0: really hmm. damn i gotta get my i gotta get stars that's the one thing i don't have i don't have stars stars yeah like like, like, like you get a rating if, oh yeah i don't okay. know if that'll focus but yeah i gotcha, got you. Yeah. she's got whatever 148 I, that's that's definitely what i need i gotta anybody who's listening and you guys want to hook me up go give me some stars <laughs> yeah uh, rate and review. Rate and review. Yeah, r- yeah. Rate it and review it. Actually, from what I've heard, because um, I would love to be on iTunes, uh, new and noteworthy. And I think you have ten weeks from when you start to get up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's a couple criteria that that you got to hit, and you got to have an opener. And I'm in the process of trying to get trying to figure out who I'm gonna have do it, and then do it. Um, my Adam, uh, my 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 buddy Adam uh, Schleichhorn actually mixed the audio and the visual for last show because it had come out wrong and he did a nice little just a little opener it was super simple um but it was just it was nice to have it was nice to have something that opens Mm -hmm. it up with the logo and then it's us talking Mm -hmm. um and then for anybody who's listening and has or has not seen the studio i'm going to be moving um i'm going to be putting a camera on the wall um right by where that chive poster is and then that'll be overseeing everybody as they sit and hang out and talk so I haven't gotten to the point technologically yet where I can have two cameras, like two on those two on the people sitting across me and then two on me and whoever sits next to me. Um, Ideally, that's where I would love to be. And and that's that's like the end goal is to get there where I can have the two cameras, the super nice setup and and be able to produce like a really, really high quality product.
1: Yeah, it's like how how do you start a really great podcast and how do you start? Uh, and like market it and everything because there's a lot of stuff out there now and it's it's hard to get in that top 10 or top 50. Oh my God. Um, you have to
0: crush the numbers to get in the top like 20.
1: Yeah. So I think I actually, not to like harp on it, but I think Tim Ferriss did do a podcast on how to, how I built a huge podcast. I mean, he's oh, got really? like, like 100 or 200 million downloads um, since he started in 2015. Yeah. He did it with, uh, I think he did it with Alex Bloomberg. Um, He was on This American. He was a producer on This American Life, and he started uh, Gimlet Media, and recorded the whole thing on the podcast startup, which if you've never listened to is 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 awesome. Um, But he does like a whole. I believe he did he did like a course on how to how to make an amazing podcast or how to like start an amazing podcast. The the podcast. I'm sorry, Alex Bloomberg. Okay. He did a class on it, but he was interviewed by Tim Ferriss about this, and I think Tim actually wrote, uh, wrote a whole little like blog big, – a big-ass blog post about it. So worth checking out if I were you.
0: Damn. All right. I'm trying to find the Tim Ferriss one, but I'm just going to go search and save that screenshot to the World Saver. Yeah. Um because I definitely want to look that up too and and I've I've I asked my buddy Adam who was very heavy into YouTube and and very mm-hmm. heavy into um he does a lot of editing and stuff like that and I was like how do you cuz he has I think he had like 30,000 right around the 30,000 mark um of subscribers on YouTube I'm like how do you get there like what's the what's the process to to become from nothing cuz obviously you went through it you went from something that you started to to a pretty large product. That's
1: um it. yeah, but I think I think your road is a little harder because I had Kickstarter and Kickstarter is incentivized to push my project and promote my project and there are people who patrol Kickstarter for new and new and interesting ideas to like write about and stuff. Oh, okay. Um so I had, like the first night I had, I think like one or two guys reach out and say, does this cut soup cans? Does this do this? And I wasn't, I was like, why do you, I'm like, no, it doesn't, but I'm not, I'm not sure why they're asking. Um, And then all of a sudden I see that they posted something on their blog or whatever. Uh Um, So there are people that are kind of patrolling that for new and interesting ideas to write about, but. As a podcast, it's like you're kind of just throwing it out there, and people have to. Dis- There's no real discovery tool, yeah, for a new podcast. So it's 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 like how how what steps are you taking? Because I would I, I'm interested. What steps are you personally taking
0: so, to to get out there? Um, as of right now, I am doing. I try to do. I have a Facebook uh, likable page. I have I I try to promote the shit out of it on my Instagram. Um, and then I I try to do Facebook and um. I'll eventually start to try to go Facebook live as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe it or not, Facebook live is where I got like the most interaction because it's all people I know. And then they could just tune in whenever and they could see, Oh, what's Harrison doing? Right. Um, which is huge. And then I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I'm not really too sure. Like there's a couple of things I've read. Um, I'm, uh, I said on the last show that I want to do a giveaway at some point. Um, mm-hmm. and basically the giveaway will be I'll be selling t-shirts and every time you buy a t-shirt this is at least how I think we're gonna do it every time you buy a t-shirt you get an entry to win um, a prize so it kind of self-funds it's the the raffle itself it helps get the name out and two and three it'll bring in a little bit of extra money that I can reinvest into this I can get better cameras I can get better gear um, and and the end goal is not to i mean it would be great if this is what i could do for the rest of my life but the end goal is just to be able to produce the best quality show i possibly can Mm -hmm. i don't care if i make a nickel or i don't make a nickel on it it's just something i i definitely enjoy doing and i don't mind taking an hour i like i'm so happy when people say hey i would love to be on the show i'm like somebody's willing to sit down with me with no cell phone no distractions for an hour and a half or so and talk about whatever we want to shoot the shit about.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going about it the right way. That's 100% the way that everyone who, or not everyone, but the majority of people who have been successful have done it. I mean, they just kind of, they didn't start this with an idea of, I'm going to make a million dollars or a billion dollars because I just want to like screw around the rest of my life. Um, They started because like that's what they like to do. They genuinely just wanted to do it. They didn't care if they made any money. Um, And then that and the funny thing about it is like when you do that, that's when the money starts coming in. You know, like you're when you when you say like I don't give a shit if I make a dime off of this or not. I just want to have interesting conversations with interesting people. And you do that and you work really hard at having those conversations. Then all of a sudden. People are list more. People are listening. More people are watching. More people are buying shirts. More people are doing whatever. And all of a sudden, the advertisers are coming in, and you're like, and now you're like, wow, I can do this for a living now. So it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, the it it definitely is, and and uh, people and people ask me all the time, like, why don't you? And I'm like, it's not about that. And like, and people have heard me right. say this, where it's like, if and if and if a million people listen to me, I'll be stoked. But if I get my 50 or 100 people that listen to me i'm still gonna be just as happy or close to as happy but and the the beautiful part about it is in five or ten years when i want to look back and say what the fuck was i doing at 25 years old Mm -hmm. or my kids come up to me and say hey dad what did you do at my age and i could just be like look this is like the people i met and this is what i was doing and and i was going out and doing these things and and now my favorite part about life is that every not this sounds crazy, but like everything's recorded or you've, you posted on social media, you posted on Facebook, you posted on Instagram, you posted on SoundCloud, wherever you decide to upload your media, Snapchat, I mean, Snapchat's temporary, but like Mm -hmm. you have this record forever. So it's like, and then you have the app, the time hop app where you can go back and see what did I do three, four, five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like excited and it, I kind of like make myself laugh because I'm excited to see what I've posted and it would be hist- and I'm, it's it'd be hysterical to see what other people posted three or four years ago because some of these people just word vomit on Facebook or word yeah. Twitter or whatever and I'm like what like and I always think back to that I'm like I'm eventually gonna see what I did five years ago well I'm gonna see what I did 10 years ago hopefully 20 years ago if they've the photos yeah. stay for that long. And, like, what was I thinking? What, why did I – and then you kind of think, like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. So it just – it always gives me, like, a little laugh because I can't wait to see what other people think. And then I'm also – I can't wait to be like, wow, I was a conceited bastard. Or I was, like, <laughs> I was really stupid and I, and I'm glad I documented, like, I did this really <laughs> dumb thing because – in 10 years, I might sit back and look at it. Oh, what did I do 10 years ago? Oh my God. That was so dumb. That time we went wherever and we got and did all this stupid stuff, whatever it may be.
1: Right. So I think no matter what though, when you look back, like at some level, it's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> like no matter what, like, you you know, you're going to look back and you and like, even though you, at the time you had the time of your life and like, you would be nowhere else and you wouldn't change the experience for a lifetime. You're going to look back and be like, the hell was i wearing like oh yeah (laughs) or like or like why did i say that like you know like but at the at the time and and still with the overall experience is what it's about so um yeah that's cool
0: uh, no i definitely agree and and i'm sure my our parents go through it now or whatever it's like it's like wow look at all these photos and you're like what the fuck were we thinking back (laughs) why is that fat and i'm kind of curious to see like what the new age of everything is going to (laughs) be But mm-hmm. it's just so funny to be able – and then, like, as a kid, you see your parents and you're like, why does dad have a fro? Yeah. Or whatever it may be. You're like, why are you guys, like, wearing the ugliest clothing in the world? And meanwhile, whatever we have – I'm sure in, like, 20 years we'll have smart clothing and we could just listen to <laughs> music on in our hoodies and, I don't know, yeah. see our cell phone in our skin or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, But I, I am I am so excited to that – to get to that new age of where – Media, I don't want to say media won't rule because media will, but it'll be media like YouTube. It'll be media like, f- like Fiverr and Kickstarter and and podcasting, where you can get out this this constant pulse of messages, and you're no longer limited to um a 25 minute TV show mm-hmm. caught up every 10 minutes as a commercial. You have your you could pick your platform of all right. I want to have i want it to be youtube or i want it to be the podcasting or i want it to be fiverr and and i mean i've been on fiverr quite a bit and actually that's who made the logo i couldn't find somebody that i really really wanted to make the logo and you have all these media streams that you could kind of just pay attention to and tap in like what's the newest thing going on what are people working on oh let me go to kickstarter like what are people reviewing let me go to um, even let me go to youtube or finding out about new things so it's it's definitely a very amazing time to be alive
1: Definitely. I mean, I, the thing that I like about what you're doing in, in terms of audio is that audio is a main component of, of all of the things you just said. So, I mean, unless you're looking at Instagram and stuff, um, you know, in the future, there's going to you're going to need to hear things. Yeah. And although there's going to be a VR and um, whatever else comes, you're still going to have to have sound. And it's going to play an important role. And even if you and you're not going to be able to do VR the whole your entire day, like yeah. you're going to have to like commute to work. Well, who or, knows? The or, ones you, might change that, right? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you won't have to commute to work, but you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do something mundane, you know? <laughs> like and I, that's when I genuinely like to listen to podcasts, and the audio isn't distracting, at least for me, and. You can it goes anywhere I want to go, so yeah. I don't have to take a whole equipment with me. I just have my, I have everything on my iPhone and my headphones, and I'm good. And you're done. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to drive my car, or if if I have a self-driving car, it's gonna, I'm still going to have to be in the car. Yeah, like you can
0: close your eyes, listen to it. Right. Um, you have like Netflix. I always still, and and people have heard me talk about it. It's like that warp speed of Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, oh, like I want to jump forty. Like I'm doing something I don't like. Where I don't, I could sit there mindlessly do it, like exercise, like running on a treadmill or something like that, or or whatever. And you could just, or even if you have to kill like forty minutes. All right, let me watch an episode of Netflix and boom, forty minutes goes by, and you're, it's like future hopping. I I always always refer to people and people like that's such a weird way to look at it. I'm like, it's true, and that's kind of how I feel about podcasting too. Is when you're in your car and you're doing something mundane and and. I don't care how much partying you could possibly get in. You're always going to have to go. There's always going to be a lull time. There's not going to be somebody who's willing to party every hour of every day forever. Right. So you're going to have, like, that plane trip that's boring. You're going to have that car trip that you have to take. And and even when you're hanging out with friends, you're going to get bored eventually if it's a long car trip. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely – and people have been listening to the radio since – Forever. Yeah, since they had radios and they would, and I still still blows my mind that people used to sit around and just listen to talk shows back in the day. Yeah. So. Well, they still do. <laughs> I know, I know. Now it's just in a different format. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, it's it's definitely it's just a crazy, a crazy crazy world that we live in, and mm-hmm. it's just ever changing and and you do and now you do have platforms like Kickstarter, you do have platforms like Fiverr to get your workout or Facebook or Instagram or YouTube to get your product it doesn't and it everything's a product whether it's just self-promotion or your podcast or you're even selling something it's just there's so many ways to get it out there mm-hmm. so and it's and it's super important to see where somebody like you comes in where you're develop developing an actual a physical product and how you market it because i saw you guys on youtube too and stuff like that and and it's mm-hmm. so crucial to be tapped into that media Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's tough because you're like, you have to think of content constantly. It's like, no matter how good it is, uh, the first one, you got to put out another one right afterwards. And you just got to keep going. And, and it's, it's just tough to keep It can be overwhelming to like, keep up with that. And then keep up with customer service and keep up with, like, everything going on. And, uh, you know, we're just two guys doing this in our spare time. Um, So it's definitely a daunting task, but it's one I feel worth taking because, who knows, maybe it leads somewhere where I can just do this for the rest of my life instead of working for someone else. Um, No,
0: absolutely. Now, what was the biggest unforeseen challenge that you guys had to go through? And what did... You learn from it. Hmm. I know that was a, that was a tough one.
1: Uh, no, it was a good question because uh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> like, what it's was
0: just... the key turning stone that had happened that I guess you guys weren't prepared for to to take the draft top to the next level of just being a small product? I
1: think it was like, what was the biggest? So I'm I'm thinking that. It it was the manufacturing part, right? It was getting and locking down a manufacturer was like probably the toughest thing to do. And it's such a chicken or the egg thing. Um, it's like, do you have the manufacturer? Which we sort of did, um, going into Kickstarter. Like we had we had someone that was willing to make it, but um, like I said, the prices were just really bad or really high and uh yeah it was and then it's like well we couldn't get any other quotes because no one really wanted to even listen to us so i think that the biggest challenge was getting someone on board to do that and to like work with us and to like see that there's some merit here there's something going on here and that it's worth taking a a chance on and it may benefit them in the future um and so it was it was extremely tough to like kind of dive into that world without having to know without knowing anyone or anything about it and um you know not a lot of people are making like physical products a lot anymore you know what i mean like a lot of the new businesses are are SaaS or their digital products digital media For anyone
0: um, who doesn't know SaaS is software as a service
1: yeah um or their, you know, their apps or something like that, and to have someone to make like a physical actual product is is it, it was a it was a bit challenging because once you do a digital one, you know, if you make an app, although your work is never done, well, you can update it once a month and everything is updated. I can't yeah. update my physical product once a month. I have to continually update it. Yeah. But I think the biggest, yeah, I think that, that the biggest challenge was getting a was getting the manufacturer on board and once we had that and we had um you know the kickstarter backers and everything i mean that's when i kind of knew like all right we have something here and we can we can roll with this and we'll see where it takes us
0: that's awesome that's awesome and now what was the biggest takeaway from this whole thing that that you yeah, went sorry like, all the way from like just meeting Armand to like this point of the product uh, I, yeah, you asked that and I, and I didn't answer it. So
1: I'm sorry. Um, no, no, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, probably patience. <laughs> um, because as you know, we live in a world where everything is now, now, now. Um, and especially with like Amazon and podcasts get uploaded automatically overnight to my phone. And I know when it's coming out and, um, I'm still an impatient person about it, but I think I learned that any like the old saying like anything worth doing is you have to you have to work hard for is worth yeah. taking the time for and it's anything worth doing is worth doing right um, and that takes time and hard work and it takes a lot of patience um, and there's a lot of times where we both are like maybe this thing isn't gonna work maybe maybe we just we're not cut out for this maybe we can't do it like there's a lot of self doubt um every day i have self doubt about what i can and can't do and um you know there's that imposter syndrome where you just feel like i don't belong here everyone else is better than me i'm faking it till i make it you know you feel like you are even though you really aren't yeah um because you're doing it but you feel like you don't deserve to be there you didn't earn to be there you got lucky but yeah. everyone gets lucky and at some point and I don't know. It just it's. I've learned that like, you just have to have patience and you have to put in the time and do the work to really get anything out of, you know, the projects that you want to do with your life. If you sit down and you say what, what would you do if you if money wasn't an object? Like, would you write? Would you do podcasts? Would you do video? Would you create something? Would you work on cars? Um, you know, you have to learn how to do those things in your off time. And it takes a lot of time to do that. And you have to fail a lot, like yeah, a lot. Failure, I mean,
0: I feel like failure is the first step of success.
1: Fail, f- fail early, fail often and fail cheap. Um, <laughs> and it's a lot better. So I've learned to kind of, you know, just be patient with stuff and, and, and work and fail and, um, you know, not every day is going to be a good day and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're not going to make progress every single day, but that's all right. As long as you overall are making progress year over year, it's you'll be okay. So, yeah. It's uh, yeah, I think that's probably what I learned.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. That's deep. Now, do you think that you you and Armin fall in the that like the 10,000 I don't know if you ever heard but the 10,000 hour category?
1: Oh God! I think Armin probably does not me. Um, I gotta give him so much credit. Um, I totally I understand the te- the ten thousand rule and um,
0: for anybody that, I, I, don't, I, just, I don't want to show off, but I want to make sure they know. Yeah. but for everybody who doesn't know what the ten thousand hour rule is, is if you put in ten thousand hours, are you are you going to be a master at the te- at the end of the ten thousand hours? It's it's like it takes ten thousand hours to be a a master
1: at anything yeah to master the craft it takes at least ten thousand hours of active practice or of doing it so like um it's all in malcolm gladwell's book outliers and um it's actually f- i listened to it on youtube uh so the audiobook on youtube it's it's really good um and malcolm gladwell does the audio uh, the narration of it and he's a great narrator um I, th- I don't know if we've reached that 10,000 hours yet. I know I certainly haven't. And I think that maybe in a few years I'll reach the 10,000 hours of, of actual business, um, of like being an entrepreneur. But I, I definitely think, I definitely know I have a, a, a megaton more to learn and, um, I have to keep, just keep going and keep trying to, you know, carry on and, push forward um i i don't think i fall under that i think armin does for a lot, for a, a bunch of different other a bunch of things but um i, I would put myself as as being no <laughs> and him and him as a yes <laughs>
0: that's pretty incredible how many hours do you think you together since the beginning of the project how many hours do you think it goes i know and this is probably there's no math that's been done yeah. to figure it out, but yeah. like, what if you had a guess you mean hours- ten
1: thousand all right so you're talking about ten thousand hours of like working on draft top, yeah um, between
0: like you don't have to hit the ten thousand mark, but like yeah. together combined, how many just so when people see and and a lot of people who I know know now what the draft top is, like when they see it, it's like, well, how long did it actually take to design this and 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 from the the thought probably around a couple beers to being done not done but like shipping still working, but like <laughs> to this point now I would I should say
1: yeah um I I, I would say we're close to that I, I I think like I said I think personally Armin's probably over that me I might be at three or two um I think he's probably at 11 or 12 but uh um so yeah combined close close to 14 um uh but but again we're not masters at this at all like i bring different things to the table than he does like i'm a little bit more tech savvy i'm i kind of understand or i've been teaching him about the facebook and the instagram and twitter and um snapchat and uh uh everything all, all the digital media stuff and and he is an amazing quick learner so um he got it real quick but yeah, I th- I think that we're just tr- we're trying to get to that point where yeah. we're master where we're both kind of masters at it, but um I have a lot more to go, a lot further to go than he does.
0: Oh, that's very humble of you. The uh for anyone who's curious too by the way, I just did the math real quick. hundred uh 10,000 hours is equivalent to 416.6 days. That's a long
1: That's a long time.
0: Oh, that's over a year of of a one hundred percent everyday learning. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's crazy. But you do it over
0: years and years. Oh, absolutely. And nobody's doing you know, it in a year. But it's and it, that much it, time. And you if don't you think listen think about it.
1: Yeah, if you listen to uh if you listen to the book or if you read his book, um he talks about like Tupac in there and how he he did do two ten thousand hours or more uh prior to becoming Tupac. Uh yeah. you know, like he was Writing poems and rapping, um, you know, it was in like middle school, and he was doing it every day. And that count, I mean, that counts towards your ten thousand hours. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know?
0: absolutely. Even think, Maya was even thinking about it counts. I agree. Yeah, he, I agree. Because you're, you're, then you're, revo- you're
1: evolving your thoughts later on, or you're evolving your practice later on. I mean, you may not be able to get to, say, the piano or whatever you're practicing. But if you're thinking about the scales and you're thinking about the theory and you're thinking about like oh maybe I should try jazz or blues or whatever, um, then your mind is there and you're and you're moving forward with it at least in 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 your mindset.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree, and uh, and I, I'm nowhere close to ten thousand hours. I if I had to even take a slightest bit of a guess, the slightest bit of a guess, I'd probably say I'm cl- maybe close to a thousand hours. I'd like put you nothing. more at that.
1: I think you're more than that. You think so? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're more than that.
0: Because you I, had the other podcasts. Then
1: yeah. you have this one. You have your own studio. I mean, think about how long it took from you to from inception, right? Like you're drinking a couple of beers with your buddy, hey, I want to start a podcast. And now you have your own studio with like sound equipment and recording equipment and mixers and fair it's enough. decorated and you
0: have the the
1: sound stuff in the back to yeah. dampen it All the right, echo. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. The, I, well, I appreciate that. Then you're probably right. Now that I'm thinking about it, is there was a lot of times and and nobody realizes, but how much research is involved in these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know what the research was for draft Hop, I'm sure how to figure out how to get the the little uh, blades, I guess, or pressers to to get in to get in yeah. there and all of that. And and the amount of time that I had spent and researched trying to get two microphones to work on a USB on USB ports to not knowing a single thing about audio equipment and trying to get in, And I like to think I have pretty decent audio. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Well, uh, I also
1: like to think that I helped you out because I was your first Skype interview. Definitely. Definitely. So you had to learn. I t- I forced you to learn how to do how to record via Skype.
0: That is, That is very true. And
1: hey, that opened up a lot of different, uh, you know, new potential uh, interviews for you.
0: Yeah. Big time. Big time the uh and and it is it's it's a constant um it's a constant learn of how do i do this how do i do this how do i grow this how do i get these people cuz you live in georgia correct yeah i do yeah, i live I, in atlanta yeah and it's like how do i get all right if i can't do cuz i i and i'm super glad that we're doing the the face to face now with the with the skype but when me and cam had did it it was it was much more difficult because i mm-hmm. can't see your your face expressions i can't see you sitting there and when you're ready to speak and when i'm ready to speak so
1: agreed it was yeah. hard for me too it was my first one so i was like oh this is weird like i i, I can't read their facial expressions yep. and i'm usually pretty yep. good uh you know at a party or at least like <laughs> <laughs> understanding when when my jokes are hitting and when they're not you know
0: the uh and it's it's definitely so much easier to do it now i have a webcam I, we i have the we both have audio equipment which is even better because um, there's definitely times where it's like i would even consider sending somebody a usb mic just to that's have them...
1: that's what tim that's what tim ferris does he said that he was like I, I i feel like i'm such a fanboy but i am i'm not i'm just not gonna hide it anymore i'm not gonna deny just it i'm a i'm a fanboy but uh <laughs> anyways he he said yeah he says like i have you i think you and i have the same mic and he's like you got you got the one off like amazon it's like 74 bucks or something like that um yes i have the same one he's like he's like that's what i just if someone i'm interviewing doesn't have a mic i just buy that off amazon i send it to them on prime because it comes on prime it's there in two days they hook up i mean it was so easy i just plugged it on my computer and i plugged my headphones in and i was done change my settings on skype and i'm done
0: yeah I am balling like that. I can't just buy microphones and send them out. Yeah, but yeah, I can I know, send but... out an extra one to people to get and hopefully they return it back with in a box that I paid for the shipping label. That I could do. Right, but if you, you know, but then it,
1: you know, you maybe you write that off in your taxes or something like that.
0: I'm not there yet. I will be hopefully one day. <laughs> the um but yeah, it's and and now that I could do this, it's it's definitely it's just another doorway open and and I was talking to uh I forget who I was talking to, but it's like it's like climbing a set of stairs, and like the top is like when you are like Joe Rogan, when you are Tim Ferriss, when you have those, when you're in that number one to twenty spots. I would even say one to two hundred because I'm sure even down to two hundred they have a shitload of subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's like I, I make I make a joke because it's like I came from standing on ooh, excuse me I came from standing on the ground and to stepping up one, maybe two steps at most. And it's like just a little bit more progression.
1: Right. And it's funny because everyone, it's human nature to to like look forward and to see how far you have to go. But we rarely look back and see how far we've come. And so that's where I think a lot of like everyone's self-doubt comes from. And I mean, at least I can speak for myself in that I'm sitting here and I'm like, how the hell do I get to the next step? I, I have no idea. I mean, I can guess. Yeah. But if I fail, like, what's going to happen? I have no idea. But then I'm not, and then I'm thinking, like, I'm not even, I shouldn't even be here. And, and like, what the hell am I doing? And then, and then I forget to like turn around and see, oh, yeah, five years ago, I was just meeting Armin and we were just like shooting the shit about this thing. And now I have a website, and I have a successful Kickstarter campaign, and I was, we were in Playboy, and I'm like, never in my life did I think I would be in Playboy and Food and Wine, and the same week, like for the same thing, like what the hell is yeah. that? It's just the weirdest combination. And, uh, I I sometimes I it I have to remember to look back and say, you know, I I was I st- started from like nothing um like meaning like i knew nothing (laughs) yeah and i learned it along the way and i still have a long way to go but it's it's nice sometimes it's nice to reflect and look back and and see you know you you did do this you have gotten this far so you can at least make it that much further yeah so you're getting there
0: thanks man i appreciate that the um all right man we're uh we're an hour and 22 in time flies when you're having fun yeah agreed the, um so is there any, i'll we'll, we'll, we'll get ready to close but are there any last words or anything like that because that was a good way to end it i would say yeah sure um no i mean
1: i would just say if anyone is is listening has made it this far thank you for <laughs> listening to my ramblings uh hopefully your day is a little bit better uh because of it but you know if you ever want to if you wanna reach out to us, we're on drafttop.com. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, at DraftTop, we're on Facebook at DraftTop, Snapchat at DraftTop, although I haven't done anything with that yet. Um uh if you want to friend me on Untapped, uh so we can see what beers everyone's drinking, also at DraftTop. And um, you know, we're gonna start and Instagram too at DraftTop. Uh we're gonna do some more things and And uh, if you ever want to reach out to us, our website's there. Um, They're available right now. Uh, There's not too many left. Uh, So we're starting to get to the end of our inventory, which is another subject. But um, we'll order some more soon. And uh, if you ever want to reach out, we're at hello at drafttop.com. I'm the one who answers all the emails. So you'll be talking to moi. And uh, please be kind to me. Don't yell at me too hard. (laughs) uh but yeah you know i'm i'm here i'm interacting and and uh if you have any questions feel free to to reach out to us We're happy to answer
0: awesome man the uh and next time you guys are coming out with new things or whatever you guys get new sh- new shipment and whatever it may be let me know and i'll i'll try to get it out and i'll I'll make sure i make a mention of it in the podcast because i'm undoubtedly 100 percent of a supporter of what you guys are doing
1: well we uh totally appreciate that and all the support you've given us i mean even like just you know being on this podcast is an honor because because of that you're supporting us um and what we're trying to do and also the fact that you physically took out your wallet and gave us money <laughs> when we had nothing and uh in Kickstarter and then waited for a year and you still actually like us so yeah. that's nice uh that that that's true dedication right there so uh thank you for for I have to, I should be thanking you so thanks Uh, for everything my
0: pleasure my pleasure thanks for making a great product dude the uh it's definitely for anybody who doesn't have one i would definitely definitely go check it out i love mine and i know all everybody that i know that has one was like this is probably one of the coolest things i may have ever bought it's (laughs) so out of the blue it's not a tv it's not oh look at my new tv look at my new speakers look at my new refrigerator my new computer it's something never been done before
1: it's a party pleaser for sure it's a you know i've i've I love to just like open one up and and just walk around the bar or walk you know walk around the party, and everyone is like there's usually five or six people that come up to me like What the fuck is that thing and like how did you do that and like the people's faces are are just priceless so um it's it's definitely a conversation starter, so if you ever want if you ever need a conversation starter, get one of these things
0: <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely not kidding about that, but um all right man, thank you so much for uh for being here. I appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, and, likewise. Uh, keep up the good work, man. I'll talk to you uh in the very near future. You too. See uh, ya. See you later, buddy. Bye.